0: yeah
1: Hello all and welcome to Billy Elliot's Adventure Club on Radio Reverb. It's great to have you all, especially as this month's theme in November is community and collective joy. I always think that this time of year is a perfect time to get together and celebrate. We've just had summer, we're going into a winter, and it's really important to embrace our community and share collective joy. So I thought that would be a perfect theme for this month's show. As usual, I've actually got some great guests today. So without further ado, let's just get straight to it, shall we? we have very excitingly dean harrington it is harrington isn't it it is
2: harrington with two r's not the one just in case case somebody just goes oh are you related to kit harrington i'm like no no, not at all.
1: Who's Kit Harrington Kit, uh, Game of Thrones guy. Oh, see, this is why I shouldn't be doing quizzes. I don't know things like this. <laughs> I don't even watch Game of
2: Thrones. That's even more heinous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, this is your profession. No, so, yeah. so, so Dean has come on the show as Quizface. Face. Um, somebody is that? Is it a person or is that a concept?
2: Um, I like to say it's a culture. No, it's um, it's more of like a, <laughs> a cult. A cult. I yeah. A like, yeah, a Chair. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Yeah, quizface Face is. I I call myself quiz face on the night. Um, But yeah, it's it's a a weekly pub quiz. And it's every Wednesday at the Mucky Duck at 8pm. I wouldn't say it's more of a pub quiz, more of a pub quiz show. Mm-hmm. i kind of like to make it a bit different yeah it's basically three rounds of eight questions with last place getting losers lambrini, second place getting the second place pineapple and <laughs> winners uh getting the winner's wine and a chance to go up against the quiz face now this is where it gets interesting so this is this is where the money comes in uh the big mm-hmm. ones so the quiz face is four celebrity faces of one head you got to get four faces on that header to earn that cheddar and that cheddar currently stands at 200 pounds and if you get all four you win the 200 however if you don't the money rolls over to next week and also the quiz face never changes so one thing we definitely highlight to our losers and runners up is that even if you don't win it stick around And if a team does get one or two or three of the faces on the quiz face, we do announce it. So you can write it down and then go, actually, I know the one that they don't and you can potentially win the money.
1: Wow. I didn't even know there was big money in this. I thought this was just like all fun, but there's like, there's capital to be, to be earned here. Yeah.
2: Talk about capital, right? So the biggest (laughs) amount we've given away was a thousand pounds. Come on. It was absolutely insane, but that was due to months of rollovers. And you're thinking, well, that quiz face, it's going to be too hard. Put it this way, three weeks ago, we gave away £240 and it took... it took. I thought, oh, this is way harder than the previous one. It took teams three weeks to get. So it's, it's beatable, basically.
1: So you get like a consistent kind of audience or people participating every week seem to keep coming back.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think the really nice thing about quiz face that I love about it is I, I always find that a, a quiz is only as good as it, its audience. And... um i i really do like uh, everybody that comes in the quizzes that come in um we do get some regulars and we do get a lot of new people which is great and um the the whole feedback is usually like they really enjoyed it they're going to come back and stuff like that which is lovely um, but also I would like to compare myself to the 8 out of 10 cats version, whereby it's kind of a bit humorous and there's some trivia. Everybody's having a laugh. I'm not as funny as Jimmy Carl or anybody in there, but I always <laughs> like the idea of just everybody just relaxing. And Whereas with mm-hmm. most standard quizzes, and no diss to the other quizzes, because obviously each to the own, they love the thing. I always find quizzes to be very... Um, Very heads down listen you know pens and there's there's always one person that's really good at something so it's all on them whereas my quiz i kind of prefer like with quiz face it to be like open to everyone and everybody can have a crack at a question and it's not like we're looking at one guy to win it for us or one person just like phases out because they know nothing at all um yeah that's kind of like the vibe of it
1: that's very much me i'm the guy who phases out because i know nothing at all in fact what you've also said about quiz face is its main main goal is to make the boring and and standard quiz mm. into a brilliant and bedazzling juggernaut of fun <laughs> the exact words on your website but also for our losers to have as much fun as our winners totally. now this is great because i happen to be someone who just absolutely hates quizzes purely for that reason even though i feel like i've absorbed so much from interviewing so many people from all over the world for the radio. It just feels like, staggeringly, I seem to be absolutely terrible at general knowledge, and I'm left with this heavy sense of inadequacy from the quizzes every time. But yeah. tell us, Dean, but what's different about Quiz Face in terms of what people actually do? Would I really fit in with the quiz crowd? Well...
2: Let me put it this way. Okay. So you've just put in there that you weren't good at quizzes. I'll let you in a little secret about myself is the fact that I was terrible at quizzes. <laughs> I no was, way. I was the, I was the, the worst member in every quiz. I had, <laughs> I had more questions than answers, which I think might have been yeah. foresight into my current role now in quiz, <laughs> quizzes. Yeah. No, I, I, I used to hate pub quizzes in the sense of I just couldn't, I, I just didn't know the answers. It was too serious. So good examples are we've had teams in the past that have lost it like done absolutely terrible one week then the next week they've won it then it's vice versa for the winners too we've had one team that won it And then the next week they've lost it. So
1: Have they just been doing more research in between and getting really swatting up?
2: Well, the thing is, um, there's another saying we say, we say, use your head engine, not your search engine. So I'd hope to think that they weren't Googling at the time when they won it and then totally lost it. But at the same time, I think it's very much, with a lot of quizzes and quiz masters, it's if you kind of get the vibe or the general feel of how it's written, sometimes that's half the Mm. battle. So you kind of go, oh, so they'll usually do this type of question next whereas Mm. with mine when I try and make a variety so for example good good um, little question is uh, play your cameos right which is Mm -hmm. kind of like uh, play your cards right if you ever remember Mm -hmm. that with Bruce Forsyth basically I've taken the app cameo where you can get uh, celebrities to do personalized (laughs) messages and I'll start you off with a celebrity and then I'll give you another one and you have to guess whether that celebrity is more or less expensive than this before. <laughs> now, amazing. The, th- the thing is, what I love about that is it's one of my favorite questions because it's open to everybody and you it gets everybody talking because they go, Well, they haven't done much work recently. So I kind of like that where it's like there is a bit of logic there. There's a bit more of a tongue in cheek, you know, that type of stuff. Love
1: that. Yeah. I love all these different phrases and sort of fun palms and things. On your yeah. website in the about section, you've written when quizzes ask me how Quizface came to be, I always like to misquote Shakespeare some are born quizzy, some achieve quizziness, and some have quizziness thrust upon them, and which I absolutely loved. I laughed out loud. But you, you said that you used to hate quizzes but I guess now you've become the quiz master but you also say you really always felt you were born to do this yeah how how did you know that is that really true well uh,
2: it wasn't so much like I was born at the hospital and the doctor went he looks like a quiz master it was it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was kind of... your
1: question mark beard on, the, on yeah. your baby face yeah question mark
2: <laughs> yeah Tash and beard. yeah no the, I, you know what the weird thing was I was chatting to my wife um, some time ago about it and I, I only just popped into my head like when I, when I was at second Secondary school as a kid. I don't know if my teacher was being lazy, but to teach us some math stuff, he'd ask us to write questions about what we just learned and then also with the answer to make sure we understood the sum and stuff like that. So, most, yeah, totally lazy. Clever, really. te- but I think lazy. it's lazy
0: teaching.
1: It's just
2: like, you do my job for me. Yeah.
1: And then, it's like a dishwasher, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clever and lazy, it's so, it? <laughs> it, so Does
2: it sound, does it sound? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Everybody would moan about it because they'd be like, oh, whatever, I've got to write this. But I I totally just remember this. I used to actually write the questions very humorously. So, you know, if Godzilla crushes 20 cars and there was 50 parked, how many cars are there left? And stuff like that. And it wasn't until I started kind of doing something like that, the class, like not everybody, it's not like dead poet society where everybody starts like joining in with me, but it was kind of like, basically people started catching on with it and kind of liking the humor and applying it to something they'd like. So like with all yeah, it's like, you'd have like the person that was um, really good at football doing sums, but was football equation. Like with yeah. Football,
1: <laughs> like that. So it's kind of, it's that it's... relates people's interests. Yeah. yeah
2: totally. So that's, that's, In terms of like me being meant to write for stuff, I'd say that's as far back as it goes, really.
1: Yeah. I think also we all have things that we do naturally as children that um, if we follow that, we can, they can really manifest into like, I think, deeper callings in life. Like, was it last year I found all my school reports? Right. And and they all said, yeah, she's good, but she talks, she talks all the time. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, now I'm a radio presenter and that makes absolutely all the sense in the world. So, you know, play to our strengths or play our cards right as you as you quoted
2: earlier. Absolutely. I think a lot of things in your previous, that you've done previously, all equate to something that you'll become really good at. So I did music tech um, at college. I did theatre and also some like TV and acting stuff when I was a kid. And then just writing questions and kind of putting all that together where you, well, I do a lot of audio work with my rounds as well, where I kind of put medleys together and stuff like that. So I wouldn't have known how to put like edit audio and stuff like that if I hadn't done music tech I wouldn't know how to react to a crowd if I hadn't done the theatre side of things and um, I wouldn't have a quiz if I didn't write questions so yeah. I think it's <laughs> so I think that kind of it I totally agree with you I think it's like previous things it's always there but it all kind of comes together
1: yeah um, absolutely it, speaking of doing sound things for your quizzes I'm going to play oh. your first song oh. before we do that very excitingly Dean has agreed to write some quiz questions for us so that while we're listening to the song we can think of an answer and write it down so dean and quiz face take it away
2: okay so here's your question so question number one in the game of scrabble which would get you the most points just by the tiles alone so no special like double or triple points or anything like that just adding up the tile numbers alone would it be brighton and hove quiz face or revoke radio
1: Perfect. Let's stick on I Would Die For You by
2: Mariachi Bronx. <laughs>
1: Dean was just telling me something about this band while the song was playing.
2: Yeah. So Mariachi or Bronx, I absolutely love them. I've seen them like three times, but the cool thing about the Mariachi Bronx is they are originally like a hardcore punk band uh, called the Bronx. And just one day they decided, why not just um, start up a mariachi band? And trust me, the, the comparisons between the two, they couldn't be more different. It's, it's both, <laughs> bands, both bands are brilliant. I've seen the Bronx live. They are <laughs> epic. And they're playing Brighton soon, I think at Chalk with... Um,
1: are they? Yeah, they're supporting
2: every time I die but then mariachi El bronx they're so so good and I kind of relate to that band mariachi al bronx because it's like kind of taking something like like with uh play your cameos right um and like play your cards right mm-hmm. and just changing it just turning it and make it something else and like with the, that cover of prince I mean prince is amazing but you can't you can't complain when the cover is really good and mariat shell bronx did a great job of that song
1: thank you so much and for those who've tuned in we have dean harrington from quiz face who hosts hello who hosts quiz nights described as trivia extravaganza (laughs) (laughs) i just love the words you use in your website so much my my
2: pr team are amazing
1: (laughs) I bet. Yeah, Yeah, you must be paying them a lot. (laughs) Um, Before I ask you another question, Dean, let's reveal the answer to question one, which you asked the audience before the song.
2: So, yeah, so in the question I said, uh, in the game of Scrabble, which would you get the most points just from the tiles of those? That's excluding, you know, the double, the triple. So the options were Brighton and Hove, Quizface or Reverb Radio. And I'll, I'll build it up. So Reverb Radio would get you 17 points. No. Ryton and Hove would get you twenty-eight points, but Quizface would get you thirty-one. So
1: is that because of the Q? Because the Q is quite a high. The one, Q
2: and the Z two tens in there. oh
1: yeah of course yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Love it.
2: yeah. quiz face wins
1: <laughs> yeah quizface face wins once again yeah. i love questions where it's not really about general knowledge but about working things out which is definitely for me yeah. i think i'm gonna have to come along next time please you know.
0: do
2: let me know
1: yeah well, what date's the next one yes
2: so the next quiz it's weekly um but next week i have a good friend of mine's got me a surprise present which was fat boy slim ticket so i had to cancel it's gonna, it. be, it's great. gonna be awesome but you'll be there as well yeah. you said so i'm gonna be we're gonna there. be there yeah, yeah
1: Shout out best. to anyone who's at Fat Foyer Wednesday, I'm going to be with my dad, yep. my brothers. We've made some hilarious jokes about getting things ready to have a proper rave. Um- <laughs> I can't wait to
2: meet your dad. He sounds awesome. We sound like the same human being. Um-
1: I think he might be a bit older than you. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> How do you think? We I- are very similar. <laughs> yeah.
2: So-, <What>? <laughs> <laughs> so no, no. Basically, yeah. So the 10th, I won't be in, but um, the 17th quiz face will be back at the Mucky yeah. um at 8 p.m. £2 per quizzer, by the way, as well
1: that's amazing yeah. and also were you about to ask me to guess your age no,
2: <laughs> no trust me don't no. my, my voice sounds like what a prepubescent teenage boy but actually i'm probably like i think i yeah i think i act like i'm uh, a toddler but i am pretty much in my mid-30s
1: oh yeah that's what i thought as well oh, though that's... you know and my i mean it... my dad being in his mid-30s would make me about 10 years old wouldn't it i mean roughly i was, it? I, was, um... I,
2: was ho- I was hoping you'd go for oh i thought you sound like you're in your late 20s dean but oh well
1: I'll take that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So well, I've seen pictures of you already. So I know that you're not like twenty-one. Um,
2: <laughs> we can only dream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also, you've got kids, and you know. I mean, obviously, everyone has kids at different ages, don't they? Yeah. But we've already made jokes about you being a walking dad joke. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. uh, let's move on to question two. um So, for the for the listeners, we are doing a live quiz face radio. <laughs> what is it show? I guess you said it was a quiz show, yeah, wasn't it?
2: P- uh, pub quiz show. So, yes, question number two. Um, as previously mentioned, I've put in a play your cameos right. So it's like play your cards right. You know, before you'd be given a card like mm-hmm. a seven of hearts, and you'd have to guess if the next card is higher or lower. So this one is kind of applied to Cameo, uh, which is an app where you pay celebrities to do a personalised message to your loved ones. So I will start you off with a celebrity. So I'll start with David Hasselhoff, who for the mere, mere, cheap, cheap price of three hundred and sixty-four pounds, he can do a personalised message to you. Now, if you thought, you know what, I don't want. David David Hasselhoff to do a personalized message to my loved one. I like Lindsay Lohan to do a personalized message to my loved one. So, would Lindsay Lohan be more or less expensive than David Hasselhoff? But then you think, you know what? I don't want Lindsay Lohan to do a personalized message to my loved one. I want Elijah Wood. (laughs) Frodo Baggins. Was it Frodo or Bilbo? It's one of the Baggins, anyway. Uh, Frodo. Frodo yeah, it was Frodo. Frodo. I've always got that. Yeah. So um, Frodo Baggins. To do a personal <laughs> you haven't presence. seen that either. I, I have. This is what's really <laughs> horrible. There's a guy that's... It's probably people that are going, he talks like one of us, but he hasn't seen Game of Thrones and he gets like, Lord of the Rings wrong. This is not right. <laughs> um, so you get... So yeah, with Elijah Wood, cost more or less than Lindsay Lohan. And finally you think you know i don't want elijah wood to do it i like tom felton aka draco malfoy from the harry potter series to do a personalized messages to my loved one mm-hmm. would he be more or less than elijah wood so i'll quickly go over those again david hasselhoff starting at 364 pounds is Lindsay lohan more or less expensive than david hasselhoff uh, is elijah wood more or less expensive than Lindsay lohan and is tom felton aka draco malfoy more or less expensive than elijah wood there you go. So there's
1: kind of three parts to this question.
2: Indeed, it's like high low. The answers would be high or low, basically.
1: Got it. So everyone, I hope that you've got that all written down. We're going to move on to a song while you're all thinking about this. Um, I'll put a song on, and then I'm going to also bring in the first part of an interview with Future Folk, a co-collective community in Sussex, um, and then we'll come back for part two of talking with Dean Harrington of Quiz Face. <laughs>
3: To FM. Radio Reverb.
1: i think what would be really good to do first is just to introduce yourselves
3: all right so uh my name is sam and one of the members of future folk a new co-housing group that's cropped up living in the lewis and brighton area and i guess we're here today to talk about that from my perspective sort of the journey from being a house owner in lewis to wanting to get involved in co-housing was from a master's i started at uh Centre for Alternative Technology. So the, the Masters is Sustainability and Behavioural Change. And one of the modules was Cities and Communities, uh, sort of looking at, well, how do you make communities sustainable? How do you build future sustainable communities? And you know, one of these little uh, lectures was another lecture about co-housing, which you know, cropped up in the 70s. The lecture was really good and talked about how this idea had been taken up by groups all over Europe and Australia and, and the US, and how they were able to live together in community make themselves sustainable. And if you look at um, how those communities have fared in, say, COVID, they're a lot more sustainable than your traditional 2.5 households. And yeah, how all these communities, whilst being very resilient, also have a lower impact based on when compared to our our standard. So yeah, that really got me interested. I ended up doing a lot of work with the lecture on co-housing and focusing on co-housing in an urban environment. Co housing has been very much perceived as uh, positioned in a, in a rural environment, but uh, there's lots of scope for it in, a, in an urban environment. So I got really into that and really passionate about that, and then met uh, a few people around us who are also considering co housing, uh, and it snowballed from there.
1: Thank you. Before we move on to the next person, I'd love to know what do you think the benefits are of having co housing injected into city life and urban life?
3: You increasingly urban centres being hollowed out, you know, uh, people get pushed out, you know, businesses come in, prices go up, and so communities degrade. Uh, how do you safeguard properties and houses so that they're not going to become una- unaffordable? So that's the first thing. So it's, it's about building sustainable communities in an urban environment. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, I think we're seeing it after COVID, where we have lots of building space which is abandoned or not used. And there is a tremendous opportunity to convert it into housing, into accommodation which we're all crying out for. And to do that as a community rather than as individuals will be a lot more impactful.
4: Great. Thank you, Sam. Let's move on. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm also part of Future Folk, along with my partner, James. And I guess we're here because James has been on this journey forever. He's always wanted to live with other people in a community. And the plan was find some land, build our own houses, own mortgages, so own our own ones. And then James met Sam, I think, along the way who had just done this lecture on co-housing and Sam spoke to the whole group about it and then teamed up with people who were a bit more like-minded, one of those couples being Sam and Millie mm-hmm. and then it all snowballed I suppose, like friends of friends joined in, different people knew different people and then here we are today, full in on co-housing mm-hmm. <laughs> for that intentional community mm-hmm. aspect.
1: So your interest in in this is more about knowing your neighbours and the kind of collective community experience definitely on an emotional social level
4: yeah definitely i mean one advantage hopefully will be that we live better together in terms of affordability as well but that isn't really the, the main driver the driver is community
1: is that something that you found quite hard to sustain or find before the co-housing and co collective experience discovery so where we live
4: now yes we don't really know our neighbours although we do know the guy who lives below us in the flat below us and we share a terrace out the back which means we naturally you know come together sometimes when we lived in an estate we did know our neighbors and that was nice and we borrowed things from them and i suppose that's kind of one of the things james always says is things like why does everyone own a lawnmower you don't need it most of the time Mm -hmm. so it all stemmed from things like that i suppose And whilst, yes, we have got on with neighbours in different places we've lived, it isn't quite
1: the same. You don't necessarily share the same values. I guess off the back of that, then, the thing you said about the lawnmower, <laughs> it's almost like consumerism and capitalism is really thriving off the fact that we don't live in communities and community spaces. Would you agree? Yes,
4: definitely. And we were lucky, in, you know, how we were, that we did borrow things from neighbours, but plenty of people didn't do anything like that and, yeah, go out, buy another thing. Everyone owns one of everything which is yeah ridiculous and as you say all the private companies love it shouldn't be that way
5: thanks Lauren. let's move on to iona hi i'm iona i'm also a member of future folk interested in co-housing but interested in intentional community in general in all its many forms that it can take obviously co-housing is kind of one model that you can use and a model that feels to me to probably nurture sustainable community, this thing that it has between shared private space and then collective ownership, so that you know putting amenities within the collective state to facilitate community happening. So we don't we don't siphon off into these isolated bubbles. But I think more generally I'm interested in how you create social and organizational systems that reflect our values, because I guess the argument would be that we, we we now live in a world where we're alienated from the values that underpin the structure of our society. values like? Well, I mean, I guess like on a, on a kind of very meta level, like I, I don't think the value of love is embedded in how we create our kind of social fabric and things like private property ownership, for example. Do not facilitate a sense of interbeing and interconnectedness they're kind of premised on mostly the kind of notion of a separate individual which needs to sustain itself in a finite system and those values just keep getting perpetuated with within our policy and our legal structures and our governments and i guess co-housing and many other alternative systems are about starting from a different premise of values so whether it's co-housing or whether it's another system, I guess that's what I'm interested in is how you create those alternative systems, like how you, because I don't, I don't think it's going to happen from the top anymore. You know, if the policymakers woke up to the fact that they're not motivated by love, then we'd all live in like an amazing system. But I I don't feel like that's going to happen. I feel like we've got to distill what our values are. And then we've got to start to build the organizational systems, the legal systems that really reflect those values. And I think co-housing intentional community is an attempt to do that like it's people doing that in the world it's starting from a very different premise i just want to know that we can do that as a society and i guess i'm also interested in the way in which an intentional community could then be like a hub for other social enterprise and the way in which those might interact with each other you know whether it's like taking ownership of your food production which is obviously like probably one of the radical things that needs to change within our society to kind of somehow reverse some of the negative impact that we've had on our environment and the kind of natural systems that sustain us Mm -hmm. but obviously I would also for myself like to live in a community with people that I love and that I support me and that i support them that seems like a really like just a beautiful way of living in the world it's a very
3: real thing isn't it loneliness oh
4: yeah
3: the isolation uh suburban isolation
4: yeah yeah the problem is that's what everyone thinks they should do especially in our country don't they it's ingrained in you you get on the housing ladder own your own house, and then you've—I don't know—it's a measure of success or something. Achieves that's your ultimate aim, yeah.
1: That feels like the only way to achieve financial security
4: for many people.
1: I think security is something that people strive for in every situation. And yeah. uncertainty and that feeling of insecurity is pushed away, and that yeah. for that sense potentially maybe people shy away from trying new things because it's almost a bit too daring, too dangerous, too much of a risk. Yeah, uh, I mean it's hard
4: to get this off the ground because it isn't the norm. So we have, we have to do it ourselves. There's not loads of help out there. There have been grants that we've looked at but they've kind of finished and stuff. You know, we're in a situation where we need to sell our houses and not have anywhere to live so that we can buy some land.
1: Which is, you know, that that (laughs) middle ground where you're like, don't really have either is quite scary and a big jump, but something that could really pay off. Exactly, and
4: if we don't do that, then we're never ever gonna start this.
1: Great to have a little bit more of an insight of where you come from individually. For anyone who doesn't know what the word co-housing means i'd
4: love to hear if anyone has any any nice ways of describing it well first it's
1: not a commune <laughs> that's what everyone thinks
4: yeah. but my friends are like how's the commune going <laughs> um
3: so i think i own it up perfectly it's you know, it's intentional community with a shared mix of private uh, and public space with the owners ownership on more public than private mm. and a sharing of resources moving away from individual ownership of the properties so you, uh, you each have a share within or of the community, rather than you, know, you owning part of, and the bank owning part of, a house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what does everyone else think?
5: I mean, I think co-housing as a concept uh, doesn't necessarily specify that there needs to be collective ownership, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that technically defines it is that thing of shared communal space with private space. But I guess my argument would be that again it comes back to those principles. It's like, does your legal structure reflect the kind of principles that you're in? And we know that private ownership kind of creates this cascade of problems um, and tends to isolate people, tends to kind of encourage people to look after their own bit rather than look after the collective bit. But I think we come across this quite a lot again, doesn't we? Because we're almost we're interfacing with some developers and other people. And again, people just keep thinking, but okay, it's got to be privately owned, one to make money. Like everybody mm. assumes that if it's collectively owned, it, it never makes any money or it doesn't pay itself off. There's all these assumptions, which are actually false. They're not true yeah. assumptions. Well, the
3: first question we're asked, isn't it? Is yeah. how do I get a return on my investment by uh, you know, anyone, any developer or um, anyone we talk to about investing yeah. in, uh, in the intentional community? Well, actually, you know there, there is the opportunity to get uh, a very real return. You know, if anything, they're not going to lose their money.
4: So, mm, so totally the po- yeah I suppose the point is then it's there's a very succinct definition of co-housing but then the models are quite varied within that and what we were told when we were trying to form it's up to you isn't it loads of the t- things mm. they said well well you can decide if you want that to be one of your rules or in your constitution.
1: And that was part one of my interview with Future Folk, an intentional community setting up in Sussex. And before that, Billy Preston was singing Nothing From Nothing. Now we're back with Dean Harrington of Quizface, who chose the song. It's one of those songs that I didn't know what it was until I played it. And then I was like, oh, it's this one. I love this song. But yeah, Dean, tell us a little bit about why you chose that one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there are many layers to this and why I chose this song. So uh, the first layer to this uh, lovely onion that I call Billy Preston is... It actually features in a in a film, a really good film called Kind Rewind." which was directed by Michelle Gondry, and it is such a great movie. And basically, it's about two guys that work for a, like a rent video rental store. And they accidentally uh, erase all the films and they have to reenact those films um, on a very, very low budget with no effects. And I kind of relate that to Quizface because it's coming up with these really nice ideas and having that awesome moment where you go, Oh, that's actually really creative. I really love that. And hopefully people really love it. And the other thing is Billy Preston, has really cool facts behind him. He was the piano playing, organ player of the Beatles. And he did such songs as, if I can remember off the top of, my head i think it was get back was one of them definitely
1: don't let me down don't let me down i think it was another wasn't it
2: my wow. sweet lord as well he he's part of um, george from the beatles uh his one as well but also the third and final uh, layer to this uh, i'd say the very sentimental layer of this onion is it was my uh me and my lovely wife's uh, first dance at our wedding Aww. so um i had that's my many connections to billy preston which um, i absolutely love about
1: it sounds like it's really in your deep in ingrained in your in your psyche um in some way <laughs> <ever>. but that <laughs> yeah. film be kind rewind i'm going to check that out that sounds great
2: it's really, really good. It's, yeah. it's got Jack Black in it and also one of my favourite rappers, uh, Mostef. So Amazing. it's really, really, really good. Highly recommend it.
1: Oh, wonderful. Um, so those who've tuned in, we've got Dean Harrington of Quizface and he's still here. We've I'm been talking... Here we've been having such a lovely time on the radio and we thought we'd just carry on throughout the whole show and he describes his quiz events as questionable escapism (laughs) dean tell us more about that
2: (laughs) uh, so much so many sayings i have so many sayings.
1: you do i love Um, it we're very similar actually i love an an idiom give me an idiom any time or any kind of sort of catchphrase type thing
2: literally give me any pun I, i the way i do questions as well i think of a pun and then work backwards and see if i can add that as a question so uh, <laughs> that's the way i work but yeah no uh, the questionable escapism um uh, the reason why that was coined was because um i i would like to think that um i personally for two for two pounds a quizzer from eight to i think usually ten half ten it's it's just like just escapism you're kind of you're in your own little bubble with your mates you're having a laugh you're creating moments of just like laughs there's a lot of jokes there and fun to be had yeah. with that and yeah. um yeah that's what i kind of like about it it's just like you all your troubles of the day you come over to the mucky duck at 8 p.m on a wednesday and you see my face and my lectern i have a lectern i put too much effort into this by the way <laughs> too much effort in time no, you don't and... give
1: me that impression at all no. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, but yeah no that's it you just it just and basically for you you have me for two two and a half hours and what we do is we just do a load of trivia fun you relax and you have some lovely time and the bar stuff are amazing questionable escapism uh, sure. i
1: just googled lectern i can't believe you have a lectern <laughs> i do
2: i do i'll send you a picture of it that's great
1: <laughs> well i'll probably be there next time so yeah oh, um, <laughs> right so right answer to question two then so before the song and and we shared the first half of future folk we um asked a question would you like to repeat the question dean
2: yes i will so the question was uh, play your cameos right and i would start you off with a celebrity this in this case it was david hasselhoff uh at 364 pounds You can get Mr. Hoff or the Hoff or Mr. David Hasselhoff to do a personalised message to your loved one now. Now, would Lindsay Lohan cost more or less than David Hasselhoff? What would you say, Billy?
1: I think more. More. I said that very tentatively. I actually think less deep down. Oh
2: oh, yeah, I'll let you allow that. It was less. So for the mere price, the mere (laughs) price of three (laughs) hundred and forty-seven pounds. So I think that's seventeen. Pounds, if I, yeah, right. wow. yeah that's 17, I think it's 17 pounds, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's uh 347 pounds. <laughs> you can have her to do a personalized message. Now, would you say Elijah Wood is more or less expensive than Lindsay Lohan?
1: Um, more
2: surprisingly, he is less at 225 pounds.
1: Why, he's like fairly affordable,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> he's done like
2: ha- you think happy feet and uh, you know, Lord of the Rings with up your auntie rather than uh, yeah. was it. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan but yeah no 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 he's 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 the man of people so for Amazing. 225
1: <laughs> everything seems can... to be 200 pounds in it nowadays it seems oh, someone yeah. someone said this to me recently and it's like completely true oh uh... yeah totally
2: <laughs> it's funny because in cameo I love doing is checking the ones that are 20 pounds the proper celebrities <laughs> and thinking you you've fallen from grace but no uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood so yeah we as we said Elijah Wood was 225 pounds and the Brilliant. final one which was Tom Felton a.k.a. Draco Malfoy. So, do you think Tom Felton is more or less expensive than Elijah Wood?
1: I think more expensive than Elijah Wood.
2: You are correct. Yay! At a mere £437, <laughs> pounds more expensive than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> that's crazy he's more expensive than the man that in my opinion brought down the burning wall (laughs) back in the 80s (laughs) Uh, but yeah the Hoff yeah so Tom Felton aka Draco Malfoy most expensive person but he's so the answer was low low and high
1: okay thank you so much you know what though I'm not surprised about the Tom Felton thing because Harry Potter is just such a huge thing and i reckon probably a lot of people who use this site probably are fairly young i'm just being very general here um so you know it's probably a lot of harry potter fans out there who are like you know trying to find really exclusive and unique Harry Potter gifts for people who've probably got it all you know they've got the wands they've got the brooms they've got the books what else can they get Tom Felton saying happy birthday
2: exactly I mean what walk you want but then again I mean a £20 wand against a £437 message (laughs) of Tom Felton maybe looking slightly hungover
1: (laughs) (laughs) and saying happy happy birthday (laughs) it's funny what people buy isn't it yeah
2: I totally get it though I, I do see it I've gone oh I wouldn't Minor. I think who's in there? I think the most expensive one is Caitlin Jenner. I think she's about, last time I checked, I think she was 1,900.
1: Wow. It's, it's kind drug. of, it's daylight robbery, really. All these people who are already so rich. Yeah. And what, it takes them two minutes to do a video, five minutes at most, if they need to do it again or something. And yeah. they get this money just. You know, sent to them almost out of thin air. Yeah, they might as well be dressed up in with like a swag bag and a stripy jumper, and that's
2: it. You know. It's just like you should be holding your money in front of the cameras, going, "Thank you so much for all that money you've given me." Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, uh, happy birthday, Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god's
2: sake i'll be at the pub i would just be literally doing the questions and they're like thank you so much for this two pound fifty you've given me that is one third of the pint i will eventually buy when the other two people get to me
1: <laughs> amazing it's a great source of income um question three we're, we're moving on to question three now yes go on take it away dean
2: so this one i love and i strongly strongly encourage any listeners out there to try this with your family members if you're quite a bit of film buff. So this is what's called Film 411. I'll give you an example as well because it's a bit of explaining. So Film 411 is where I'll give you four movie titles mm-hmm. and then you have to take one actor from each of those film titles and mm-hmm. those four actors have starred in a movie together that correlate to some clues that I give you. So for example, if I was to give you the uh, four movies, Notting Hill, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Born Identity and Seven and I said the clue of the film that these four actors have starred in is uh, it was a remake of a 1960s heist film starring the rat pack now let's go back to notting hill so who who starred in notting hill
1: oh god um julia julia roberts
2: boom correct who starred in oh brother we're out now
1: oh i haven't seen it i'm sorry
2: no don't worry george clooney was the answer for that one mm-hmm. born identity
1: no, oh my God, this is really bad because I did a film <laughs> degree and I don't know any of these
2: monsters. <laughs> I, I don't think Bond Identity would have be been in your film studies, no, trust definitely me. It's wasn't not, the it's not the most in depth <laughs> Is it
1: some kind that, of man, some <laughs> kind of bond man? Exactly.
2: That's it. He's just a bond man, American bond man. Yeah. That American bond man was uh, Matt Damon. Oh, and yeah. Seven, do you know who's in oh, Seven? another one. That's really good. That should have been in your film studies. That's really, oh, really good. I highly recommend that. Seven star Brad Pitt. So, <laughs> Judy Roberts. uh, George Clooney, so Matt Damon and Brad Pitt—they all starred in <laughs> yeah. a movie, which yeah. was a heist movie called *Ocean's Eleven.
1: There hey. you go. okay, so that's that's the way that the question works, then. Yeah, so that's, you get that's basically four films. Each one has one person starring in it, and you put yeah. those put those names together, and they all did a film together, which is the answer
2: so this one um because we as we emailed each other you said oh one of the things you should do is make it november so i've kind of made this is a this is another clue in a way this Ooh. is keeping with uh the november bonfire theme so Ooh, you might be saying it so oh, i think here, i already know it <laughs> oh there you go so here are your four films sherlock holmes game of shadows the matrix star wars the phantom menace and Hellboy the the first lot of Hellboys, not the the terrible new one that came out but yeah so basically the clue is it was released in 2006 it grossed over a hundred million worldwide and it features Tchaikovsky's 1812 which is played at the beginning and at the end of the film for its massive climax so yeah take one actor from each of those films and those four actors should have starred in a film that relates to the clues I've just given you.
1: Amazing. Now we're going to go under song three while everyone is mulling that over. Um, your third song is by Sergei Gainsbourg. Or is it Sergei?
2: I think it's Serge Gainsbourg. But the reason why is because that song is actually the winner's theme tune Amazing. at the end of the quiz. So whoever wins it, we play that song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and after that song, we'll have part two of the interview with Future Folk, the local collective who are building a co housing community in Sussex. <laughs>
0: Le raffinement de l'amour prendra pour toujours. Elle m'appelle par mon nom. Quand soudain je perds la raison, et ça un maléfice ou l'effet subtil?
1: This is the world of Radio Reverb. Welcome back listeners. This is Billy Elliot's Adventure Club on Radio Reverb. today's show is all about community and collective joy. We'll be continuing to talk to funny man Dean Harrington, but first, let's go back into our interview with Future Folk, an exciting and innovative intentional community rising from the ground up and currently looking for land in Sussex so off the back of that you sort of describe a little bit of what you don't want so we're interested as future folk the community what is the fantasy what is the dream what is the plan what are things that you do want so one of
4: the first things we did before we even formed officially as as a cooperative was to try and see if our vision and values were aligned so i guess that's that's how we describe what we want
5: Uh, Number one is regeneration. So
4: to to kind of live on the land
5: as part of one ecological system and to kind of work towards contributing and within that value is this land first thing. So it's not necessarily about what we obviously we have wants and we have needs, but we want to connect to the site that we come to kind of be on and understand what that site needs and, and what does the ecosystem that already exists on that site and the beings that are already on that site, what do they need? So how can we kind of integrate with that rather than just kind it's of... about
3: bleeding into low impact, isn't it? And it's mm, also recognizing yeah, yeah. Um, you, you could be too dictatorial and yeah. uh, say, this is our vision and whatever we find, we're going to impose our vision upon that, that, mm. uh, that site. But we always took, or we took a site-led approach and we all agreed on that. It's like, whatever we find, Mm. let's look at the site um as a unique space and understand what would work on that and how how can we not impose something that would have a negative impact on the yeah. uh on the environment the na- nice. you know, nature which was already there
4: we wanted yeah. to work together collaboration <laughs> is one <laughs> mm-hmm. and that i mean that has to be in there doesn't it? the whole community thing with the shared spaces so
3: what we have is a core group that is just focus on identifying and purchasing the land um, and setting up the legal entity, which we've you know, we've achieved the legal entity and now it's looking at the land. The wider group is who live locally who are interested in co-housing, people who've attended meetings. But yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're gauging how many people uh, within our, our network of, of friends and family uh, and people who live locally who would also be interested in this.
1: And is it that like maybe the potential of them joining you at some point is open? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no,
3: the, the intention is always to, to have more than the, the core mm. group, because the core group is not enough.
4: So you've got regeneration, you've got equality, equality. collaboration. We had beauty, didn't we? And celebration in there, mm. saying that we wanted to, yeah, respect in the land and going with the natural cycles of things and the seasons but also making sure, well, basically, that we had fun as well. And that yeah. we, you know, yeah, that cool. was huge. What's the I point? of really that? that's really
5: important, isn't yeah. it? Like, I'd like to think, you know, because it could go tits up, but everything that happened beforehand, mostly and not all the time, I was enjoying myself, which yeah. we, I think we've Yeah,
3: it, yeah <laughs> like, I, I've been totally enjoying it. I mean, yeah. it's one, it's good to be challenged. So you don't always feel comfortable yeah, uh, in don't. the conversations or you know, in the experiences, but, you know, it's good to be challenged. And so that's entirely positive as well. But, yeah, it's about having fun because without the fun, there's no point.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do you have any particular ideas of ways that you will be having fun on the <laughs> <I mean>? <laughs> <laughs> There's
3: been lots of talk.
5: Uh, yeah. the
4: Hopefully there'll be well, there'll be like a you know a fire circle area and we can all get Great. together and party. Yeah, right.
5: <laughs> and so also just yeah, that you know, box sauna. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think oh, like that. On a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh know I want to try the fermented wood chips on.
5: It. Oh, I like, know. Yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> that? <are you laughs> fermented? Well, you can heat water through piping it through, like, composting wood chips.
3: Yeah. Because, um, you know,
5: certain concerts are very exothermic, so they produce yes. lots of heat, and you can heat water with them.
3: Apparently, it's big in Japan, and we read about it, a couple of us have read uh, Entangled Life by Merlin Sheld- Sheldrake. Sheldrake. since so I read that, I was like, wow, that would be amazing to try. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, great. Uh, let's give that a go. So, yeah, um, also, it's about engaging with the wider community. We don't want to live in isolation, you know, this sort of commune. It's mm-hmm. not the idea. The idea is... Wherever we are, it's about uh, integrating into the existing community, having fun through, creating links, creating opportunities for the community to grow mm-hmm. in and around that site.
4: What kind of opportunities? Well, education.
3: Education, business, you know, enterprise, as long as it, you know, the focus is non-for-profit and mm-hmm. community-based. James talks about bakeries, talks about pantries, farming. Pizza nights. Do you pizza know all those kinds? Yeah, uh, cinema market nights. gardens. Yeah, market yeah. gardens. We need yeah, be- composting. I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, it's about providing a space for the community to have, you know, for community enterprises. If we can help people within the community, wherever that community is, that wider community, set up enterprises which benefit the community.
4: People, people in the wider group, you know, there's a carpenter, there's people that are handy, I suppose, and are currently living somewhere and working somewhere
3: else. So wow. it's, en- it's enabling things like that. Sort of workshops.
4: Yeah, well, it, or yeah? an all space.
3: Create- creative spaces, uh, yeah, for artists and, uh, and craftsmen. Yeah, if we get any of that, then that will be hmm. a big success because, yeah, you create those environments. And again, it goes back to it'll be fun. There'll be lots of activity and, and creativity around the site. Yeah.
4: yeah. And we can learn from each other. Mm. There's so much expertise in the group. Even people they don't consider themselves an expert at something, they know everyone's got their thing, haven't they? Mm. And I really want to learn from other people
1: That's a really nice point isn't it Because everyone has something to bring Yeah everyone does Yeah everyone really does
4: Despite what you might think Everyone's got something
1: Yeah I love that it's very exciting to hear mm. your ideas And your thoughts and your plans And your wishes for the, for the space At the moment you're in the process of looking for a place
3: Is that right? Yeah mm.
1: So, <laughs> <Grown>. <laughs> That's
3: probably the most no, challenging Exciting bit,
5: and it? challenging yeah. isn't yeah. it?
3: because that would dictate
5: what we can do
4: you know the acreage
3: uh, also the position of site. Like, is it urban is it is it rural yeah uh, you know does it involve you know can we involve regenerative farming or do we have a bit big bit creative in an urban space yeah uh, and look at uh, you know, creating green spaces in an urban environment yeah.
4: yeah one of the things we've also talked about is whatever the first site can be just that so yeah. there could be the first site may be urban but if we this model works we can have another site that's you know we can just keep going
3: yeah I, one of the things that in our discussions we we noticed was that uh you know Co, doesn't have much traction in the uk what seems to happen is groups fight really hard to to find a site and create a community and then you know they focus on that specific community it's a tiring process it can take a long time but um you can we create something which cookie cutter approach we put it in the you know Mm -hmm. in the commons put it in the public domain Mm -hmm. like this is how we did it this is the model we've taken Uh, this is a financial model this is a legal model this is the approach to achieving the land we can put all that in the in the commons then hopefully you know we can encourage people to uh, and uh, show people how it can be achieved but why not take the returns from a community and put it into creating another community so that you know you can scale so almost beat the developers at their own game
1: great yeah final question if you will what are you most looking forward to about
4: creating the space Ooh. there's a lot of things i'm really looking forward to sitting outside in, in the morning with a cup of tea and there being other people doing the same that i know i suppose a bit like when you're on holiday camping <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> that kind of feeling yeah
3: um collaborating and realizing the possibilities uh of a group working together
5: Oh yeah, no it's hard to pick one. Yeah. I, I could just imagine like say we had a community day on a weekend and we like built a composting toilet or we built some like yeah. cob chicken hut and something like that all together and then we would kind of finished a hard day graft on the land and we all siphoned into the communal kitchen and somebody had cooked the dinner because they yeah. were on the cooking <laughs> rope. that would probably, we all sit down together, probably just feel amazing. Yeah, that sense of sort of yeah, exhaustion and achieve something, and like food <laughs> and food, yeah, the combination of all
1: of them amazing. Okay, so for people who are listening who are interested in learning more about future folk or want to get in touch or interested in investing, how would they, how would they do so?
3: Visit the site, yeah, yeah visit the website.
4: We've
1: got a website
4: now dot futurefolk.org and I just googled it and it came was the first one. yeah oh, I just wrote yeah. Future Folk Sussex and it came up yeah. I also
1: love how you shared saying the website together <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> and share.
4: amazing and also the funniest thing is our acronym is FFS amazing <laughs>
1: that's so good
3: <laughs> I think we did that in touch
1: something catchy <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been so great to talk to you all. Thanks. Thank you. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing how it goes.
5: Yeah, so yeah let's hope. Yeah, hopefully we can hope get it in like
1: two years' time. Where yeah, like,
5: we're, like where a grand designs, you're, you're filming re- us in the community Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we've all fallen out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're to work.
1: Never do, do it. it. Just <laughs> six mortgages. <laughs> <laughs>
5: live on your own and, and all, our
1: tents. Our tents. <laughs> it was in Yeah, brilliant. thank you so much, guys thank you thank you okay and we're back what a beautiful song
2: pretty it sounds quite cheesy at the beginning it's like <laughs> <laughs> but it, i just thought like it kind of reminds me of grange hill but also it's a bit more <laughs> epic than grange hill yeah. uh in terms of what it builds up but yeah we we do that's our, our winner's theme tune so whenever you win you'll hear the, those sweet sweet sounds Brilliant. Um, to bask in
1: brilliant uh, so, yeah. so we're with Dean Harrington of Quizface he describes his quiz show pub quiz interactive experience as sociable trivial and funny all at the same time I do like how I've been quoting a website through the whole interview
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is brilliant
2: this is like it's one of those things where I'm just like I don't I don't even I could just do sound bites of this now this yeah, is fantastic absolutely.
1: yeah very and the, quiz,
2: the website you are quoting from is uh, quizface.co.uk and also we've got a Facebook and an Instagram which is uh, Instagram, Facebook, or whichever way you want to do it. Forward slash Quizface HQ. Oh, and, oh! Before I forget, we're on TripAdvisor as well. <laughs> that's, no the way. that's the other thing. That's amazing. Search for us as TripAdvisor. Give us a five star, <laughs> please. Anything less, I, I accept honest reviews, but five stars would be better. Am I allowed right. to give
1: you five stars just for the interview that we've just had?
2: Yes, please. I oh, thought you I might. might say. I, I thought you might say. Am I allowed to give you one star? I <laughs> <That> was supposed to go. Yeah. But... yeah.
1: <laughs> No, I would never do that to you, Dean, especially not after the great time we've had. Well, thank Um, you. (laughs) So uh, the answer to question three, then, please take it away, Dean.
2: So, yeah, as I said before, this is film 411. And uh, basically, I would give you four films um, and you take one actor from each of those films. And those four actors have starred in a film together that correlate to some clues that I would give you. So uh, your films were Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows, The Matrix, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, and Hellboy, the, the first lot of Hellboys, not the new one that was terrible. And the clues were, um, it was released in 2006. Uh, it grossed over £100 million worldwide. And it featured Tchaikovsky's 1812, which was played at the beginning, very briefly, and at the end for the epic climax of the movie. And I did say before that the whole theme was quite bonfire, November 5th themed. Mm. Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows stars Stephen Fry. The Matrix starred Hugo Weaving, Star Wars The Phantom Menace starred Natalie Portman, and Hellboy starred John Hurt, and those four starred in a film called V for Vendetta.
1: Yay, I got it right! But also, I had no idea Stephen Fry was in V for Vendetta.
2: Yeah, so he's the guy, he comes across as the really charming man, the ladies' man, but actually he's secretly hiding his homosexuality from the government, because homosexuality is illegal in Mm -hmm. the movie
1: so yeah. good <laughs> oh wow I'm so proud of myself for getting an answer right uh, as someone, good. you know what you've completely converted me from somebody who hated quizzes to like being very much invested gonna be <laughs> there what is it 17th did you say
2: 17th of November we're back at the Mucky Duck weekly so it's every week starting from the 17th at 8pm a £2 per quizzer I'd also like to do a shout out to my lovely wife and two boys who are absolutely amazing Laura and Jim from the Mucky Duck and the whole crew of the Mucky Duck you're absolutely brilliant. You'll pretty much make Quizface what it is. And also the past, current, and hopefully future quizzes of Quizface. Thank you very much. And I hope to see you soon again on the 17th.
1: I'll be there, and I hope that a lot of the listeners will be there as well, and maybe you'll have to put a few more tables out on the 17th
2: you can book in advance as well so oh, you can call the public. mucky
1: duck give it a google I'm sure that google. people are yeah. absolutely keen chomping at the bit at this point literally, <laughs> they said we
2: need to we need to hear this nasally guy that sounds like he's had five colds do some questions yeah. for
1: us. is that accurate have you been in cold after cold for
2: no I just the thing is right i I sound like this and the funny thing is I have been told by previous employers because i customers would come up to go have you got a cold i'd be like no i don't and they'd (laughs) they'd say to me oh and they my boss would say just say you do because you make it really awkward after you don't they feel bad (laughs) that you missed your voice i was like okay i'll allow it I've had a cult I'm consistently nasally trust me
1: brilliant Oh, (laughs) Dean Harrington it's been such a joy such a pleasure and I'll see you on the 17th
2: yeah and thank you so much for giving me the chance to do this shout out to all Radio Reverb listeners out there thank you for listening and also thank you to everybody at Radio Reverb and thank you Billy for being an awesome host
1: yeah well you know being an awesome host it started off on my school reports and will continue to live on and being told off for talking too much
2: don't don't forget get your cameo sorted out that's (laughs) all
1: Amazing. Uh, Five hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dean. See you later. No worries.
2: Any time. Thank you so much.